1: more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really
0: yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: i never win and tell
0: well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details this podcast is brought to you by most valuable podcasts leading the league in podcasting entertainment
1: college football fans, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, because I'm joined in studio with him this week, I'm joined by the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, Brandon, you're not driving home from... Your house this week, I actually got you in studio. It, it's nice having you in studio, where it's nice and warm and we got the lights off.
0: It's it's nice being in studio with you, Ricky. You know, it's just a different dynamic, you know, when I'm driving from home in my car. We're trying
1: to focus on traffic. with
0: Yeah, with the rain pelting down on the windshield. It's just different.
1: Well, don't worry. We, we heard the rain, and before we get into our podcast, which is always jam-packed as usual... I kind of was thinking something coming into this podcast, and it, part of me was like, you know what, I wish, I wish that we were a talk show, like radio show today, because I have a special, I had a special idea, and if we were a talk show on like the radio, it'd be easy, we have the listeners call in, this segment works perfectly, but we're going to do it in the comment section, because Brandon, I, I heard some breaking news today. Did you? That apparently Garrett Cole of the Pittsburgh Pirates does not believe that Nick Saban is the best football coach in college football, or that Alabama is even the best team in college football, because apparently Garrett Cole doesn't believe things that are the best really are.
0: Yeah, you know, Garrett Cole, I think that things like that, when when people try and talk like, oh, yeah, Alabama's not that good, or, oh, the Cubs aren't that good. I mean, come on. It's like me saying that French silk pie doesn't have chocolate in it. It's just not true.
1: Well, then that's what our call to action is for this is going to be. I want you guys down below in the comment section to tell me what Garrett Cole doesn't think is the best one we all know It really is. Kind of like how Garrett Cole doesn't think the Beatles are the best rock group in rock and roll history. Something like that. I want you guys to... I want the funny ones because I will feature... If you guys have enough of them, I'll make a video where I kind of feature the best of the best in the comment section. But a little bit of house cleaning before we start this podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Patreon page. Patreon.com backslash podcast. If you support us each and every week by watching, liking, and subscribing and want to support us just a little bit more, you can go to our Patreon page. We've got some cool rewards like, hey, for a dollar, you get an exclusive podcast from the MVP guys each and every month. So go check that out, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. And me and Brandon actually have a special announcement for you guys. This podcast is sponsored, man. This is a podcast brought to you by the special company of Shuwin and Brandon. Go ahead and let us know a little bit about Shuwin.com.
0: Well, folks, we all know that getting to a postseason game has become way too expensive and way too hard. A group of fans had enough and created a way to solve this problem. Shuwin gets real fans into real postseason games at face value and months before other people can even get their tickets. So here's how it works. You buy a team-based reservation to a specific game. If your team makes it, you get a ticket at face value. Let's say you're a Notre Dame fan. You can buy a reservation for $20 to the National College Championship game. If they make it, you get to buy a ticket at face value. You pick the section, and you lock in that face value price when you buy. You can trade or sell your reservations all season long. We got a sneak peek at shoewin.com. That's S H O O Win.com. And this is going to make the season even more fun. We know that shoewin is going to be able to offer users access to the National College Football Championships, among other things. Shoewin hasn't even launched yet, but MVP listeners get a VIP invite. MVP listeners, visit ShoeWin.com backslash VIP to sign up and you'll be one of the first people to know about this. There's a ton of buzz about ShoeWin right now, folks. You want to sign up now while you can get an invitation to join. The worst thing imaginable, your team makes it to the postseason or playoff and you are not there.
1: And that special VIP link is actually, whether you're listening on SoundCloud or on YouTube to this podcast, it's going to be down below in the description. So go ahead and click on it. Get your early invite to shooin, S-H-O-O-Win.com. And we got a jam-packed show, like I said, Brandon. We're going to be talking some Houston Cougars in this one. Are they going to be a serious college football playoff contender this year? Going to be talking the great, some would even say the goat, of the NFL during his career. Peyton Manning, will he be taking his talents to college football in some way? And then we're going to wrap the show up talking a little bit of college football playoff sleepers all the way here in the month of May. But our first topic brings us to Houston. And the reason why when we were coming up with... The topics for this show, I kind of put this one out there was because last week we talked about the Big 12 and their expansion, and there were stories today that at the end of last week, because we record on Mondays, as you guys know, you're listening to this now, that by the time we had recorded our podcast on Big 12 expansion, there had already been an article out where the Big 12 has been apparently reaching out to Houston, Memphis, and Central Florida were the big three. And the big thing for Houston is not only can they be a college football playoff contender, but if they did make the college football playoff this year, does that make them a lock to get into a Power 5 conference like the Big 12?
0: I think that if... They did that. I I don't know if it would make them a lock, but it would put them probably right up there in the top two of teams that the Big 12 would be wanting to go after. I, I I really think so. I think right now they may be one of the definitely top five teams that the Big 12 would want to go after, and why wouldn't they want to do that? I think that right now the Big 12 really needs to, and we talked about it last week, so I don't really want to get too too much mm-hmm. into that topic again, but a, a team like Houston, and really it, it, it all comes down to head coach Tom Herman. That's what it comes down to. It's him, because without his coaching, without his style, uh Houston's really not on the board I don't think I I don't think Houston is in play uh for even being that good of a team and no one would look at them but I think it's because of the way that he's made his guys act you know how it's 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 really funny he said that to to you know to get them to 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 buy in and everything to they're the Houston Cougars. So many were showing up late, wearing the wrong uniform, missing class, really not caring. And Herman is quoted saying, quote, We decided F it, end quote. And that they <laughs> the staff chained the locker room door shut.
1: Oh, that's classic.
0: And they would not let the team in. And Herman said, This is this is for the Houston Cougars. And none of you are Houston Cougars. I'll see you on the practice field at 4.45 in the morning. And those of you who make it through this hell week, if you make it through this hell week, then we'll let you use the locker room again. It's that style of coaching that makes a team good because he's not going to take any BS. And it's that style of coaching that the Big 12 should be yearning for. You know, that's a power I mean... Maybe some people will say Brandon. Well, you know that's that's the wrong mindset. Just because he coaches like that doesn't mean that that's a, a a power five mindset. But I do think that I think that that's a power conference mindset. That's the type of stuff a coach does in the Big Twelve. Well, where in did, the SEC? Where did
1: he come out of? He came out of Ohio State. He was under Urban Meyer. The year before he even came to the Houston Cougars, and the first thing I think of is whenever I think back to the great coaches, and when you're you're telling me this story about how he chains up the locker room, tells them to get their act together, and um, tells them that, okay, practice will be at 430, I think of a—I know this is a different sport on the college level, but— my mind just went right away to Jimmy Valvano, the old basketball coach for NC state. And it's a story that it, I love it because it's one of my favorites and we get to hear it all the time during Jimmy V weeks. They always play survive in advance. And then during March madness, they play it some more where he, he had a bunch of great stories like the locker room one where he's like, he's pacing back and forth. He's like, I'm going to give him the old Vince Lombardi speech. And he's got this speech in his head. He's got this speech in his head. And then when he gets there, he screws up the line. Or when he goes to storm out of the uh, the room and he goes to slam his arm into the door and he can't open the door. He just slams into it like a brick wall. And you see, no matter what coaches they are, the great ones usually have stories like that. The great ones have these stories where it's like that was what turned this program around. Another one, Jimmy Valvano, that I'll throw in there that kind of works the same as this one. He's in that surviving Advance thirty for thirty. The players were talking about, yeah, at, before or after every practice, they'd cut down the nets. They would seriously cut down the nets, like, and they'd be cheering and. Jimmy Valvano and the players were like at first it's like it's kind of weird like why are we doing this like this feels weird but the more they did it they got into it and then by the time they were doing it it was like okay we practiced this enough to where it kind of felt right that kind of a story is what I think of when you talk about chaining up the locker room doors and I mean Herman's head coaching career is not anywhere near done. But I look at that and I go, that is a great sign. Another thing that I saw before a game that they played on ESPN was there was a player who said that before Tom Herman even came to the Houston Cougars, coach never hugged him. Coach never did anything like Tom Herman does. When they come out of the locker room or before they go into the locker room, before the game, gives them a high five gives him a nice hug because he's not just building that football team, he's building that mentor relationship between him and the player.
0: That's what it's all about. It's not about just being a a good coach and, and making the right calls and stuff like that, but it's about being a good leader. It's about being a good leader and appreciating the guys that you've got on your team. And I, I think that that's one thing that Tom Herman clearly has done. Now, is it going to be difficult for Houston to have an undefeated season this year? Yeah, it's going to be tough. They've got Oklahoma on their schedule, and they've got an ever-improving Louisville team as well. But I think that what you have to look at is what Tom Herman has done there at Houston in just a short time of one year, and that people already have them on the map of, could they be, could they be a college football team? a non-power 5 as of now. I mean that's that's pretty big stuff. That's pretty big stuff and if I'm head coach Tom Herman and if I'm his guys, if I'm the players even more so than Herman, I'm going we've got to go out there. We have had, we have to have the best off-season we've had yet. Mm-hmm. We have got to work our asses off for him. Because he's working his ass off for us.
1: Well, and I even look at it. The thing, no game is really a pushover in college football. But I look at their last year's schedule. And you say that, oh, we've got Oklahoma and we've got Louisville on the map. Last year, the Louisville game was closed. And that was before the Houston Cougars were the Houston Cougars. That was September 12th, week two of their season where they won thirty-four thirty-one in a close game at Louisville. But like I said, that was before the Houston Cougars were the Houston Cougars. If it wasn't for that game at UConn, where they ended up losing twenty to seventeen, we could have even been talking about them being potential college football playoff members last season because they beat number twenty one Memphis. They beat the kid Paxton Lynch. They went ahead and beat Uh, what's his name, Keenan Reynolds, out of Navy, the 15th team. And they didn't just beat Navy. 52-31, to they stomped on them. And then they beat number 22, Temple. And I know those ranked teams, you may be looking at them like, hey, Ricky, those aren't Power 5 ranked teams. Those teams shouldn't have even been ranked themselves. Oh, that's right. Then they go into the um, Chick-fil-A Bowl, and they only beat number 9 Florida State 38 to 24. So, yeah, no no big deal from the Houston Cougars. And this is a Florida State team that only lost two games before that, one a bad loss to Georgia Tech, the other a good 10-point loss could have been a win to the number 1 team Clemson Tigers. So, I look at this Houston Cougar team and they're well coached. And that's the bottom line. That first game against Oklahoma, that's going to be the game. If they can win that game at a neutral site, we're going to be talking Houston Cougars. If they go undefeated, they're in the playoff because they beat a team that was in the playoff last year, and if they win that first game, that'll also show, hey, Big 12, we can compete with you. Just throw that right out the door because that's not an issue anymore.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and it's always fun. Uh, to have that one team that you're always looking at, you know, each year like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, no, not, not to say no one's talking about them because people clearly are talking about the Houston Cougars, but more on the fact of no one thinks they can do it. No one really thinks that the Houston Cougars are going to be a playoff team or even be close to that this year. I, I, I really think so. I mean, we're talking about it. But, Ricky, I mean, you tell me if I'm correct. I don't think that there's anyone sitting out there. Even if they go undefeated,
1: that, they probably won't. That's,
0: that's, going, that, that's even one of those people who sit around the table and make the decision on the committee. They are not talking about the Houston Cougars. I can almost guarantee you that. Am I wrong?
1: No. I'm going to say that they're not thinking about Houston right now because, to me, based off of last year— There is one thing that the committee said, this is what we base playoff teams off of, and that is conference championships. Alabama, they were the conference champion. Clemson, conference champion. Michigan State won the conference championship over the Iowa Hawkeyes, some who believe they used their fake ID to get to the Big Ten title game. And then you also had Oklahoma who outright won the Big 12 championship without even winning a title game, which I think is ridiculous, but that's for a different subject. So at this point, no. I'm going to say Houston. They're not even thinking about Houston at this point because at this point in the year before the season has even started, and this is this goes from now until week one games are played, there, If I'm a college football committee person, I'm assuming that four out of the five power conference teams that win their conference championship are going to be better than Houston. And I'm not saying that if you're a Houston fan and, and you're listening and you're immediately thinking, well, Ricky, I'm going to downvote this on YouTube because you just said that Houston's not good enough. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I feel like the committee would value in Alabama who wins the SEC, would value a Clemson who wins the ACC, would value an Ohio State or a Michigan State that wins the Big Ten or even a Michigan that wins the Big Ten over a Houston Cougar team. The only good thing for Houston, though, the two conferences I left out Usually, the Big 12, because they don't have a conference title game, they're usually in the boat of they have a tie for a champion, which could happen again this year. They could have two teams tied at the top. And the Pac 12 usually doesn't have that team that's like, oh, they're in, unless it's you're getting Marcus Mariota back to play for the Oregon Ducks kind of a year. The Pac-12 to me doesn't have a championship team, so Houston could work their way in if they they'd have to go undefeated. They'd have to go undefeated and win their co- win their conference. But the only way they're getting in is if the Big 12 has a two way at least a two way tie at the top, and then the Pac-12 winner has more than I'm going to say two or more losses. That's how Houston gets in.
0: Yeah, you're right. That is that is the only way. They have to go undefeated. Houston, if they have one loss, they're out. I mean, they're out. As evidence of what you had just said, where a one-loss Ohio State team Didn't did get not in. get in. So, See, but here's that's, the thing. But, but then you're even more so of a reason why you're not going to have, let's say, a one-loss Houston mm-hmm. non-Power 5 team. They're not. They don't have a chance.
1: See, but here's the thing about the one-loss Ohio State team—they didn't get in because they didn't win their conference championship. If I am a coach this year in college football, and you're writing your goals up on the uh, the big whiteboard to get your team hyped up for the season, that number one goal: win the conference. Because you can't even think about... After last year, you can't even think about the playoffs unless you win your conference. Plain and simple. Based off of last year, that's how I'm going at it. Win your conference, and then you'll get into the playoff. That's true. That's it. That's how it's going to go. Because last year, we were talking about all these things. I think it's because we've been pampered. Ah, pamper's not the word I'm looking for. We've been... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? We've been trained, I'm going to say. We've been just so used to the way for the, since the beginning of time, how the committee in basketball does it. They look at a blind resume. They look at RPI and BPI and the key wins and the key losses and who you beat here, who you beat there. They look at a bunch of stuff. That's all I'm going to say. They look at a bunch of stuff. And they kind of talk it out in a room where it looked like the college football playoff, we haven't had that big sample size. So we don't know what they're thinking. One year they did one thing. The next year they said, fuck it, it's conference championships are going to be the key for this season. I mean, if you go back to the 2014 season, Florida State, they were a playoff team. 13-1, 13-1, and one, won the ACC. Then you also had um, Ohio State. They came in. They won their conference championship. They beat the Wisconsin Badgers. Then you had Oregon, who was 13-2. and two. They won their side of the Pac-12. And you also had Alabama, who got in as a two-loss team. And I believe they won the SEC that year. I believe they did beat Missouri for that. So out of two years, you're looking at it going, okay, win your conference championship, and we're going to be playing for a chance to win the— we're going to have that chance to win the national championship.
0: We're just going to have to see what happens from Houston. They have good coaching. They have good players. They have a lot of energy, and they have a lot of good things going for them in year two under Tom Herman. I'm excited to see what happens, but it is a long shot, I think, for them, but we will see exactly what happens throughout the season, which, you know, anything, absolutely anything can happen.
1: Got one qu- one last question about um, Houston for you. Last year, it was all about the big thing for this team is if they won their con. I believe it was if they won their conference, that Tom Herman was going to get a custom-made diamond grill that had UH in it. What do they do this year if they make the college football playoff?
0: I think they all have to probably get matching tattoos.
1: Every single, every single, every every single every, coach, single, player, every, every, si- every single
0: one of them. They all have to pick <laughs> the spot and all agree on it, of course, and uh, go from there.
1: Just a simple uh, CFB twenty sixteen. Yeah. Just just to commemorate that moment on their bodies.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Brandon's going to come up with the design for that uh, for that tattoo. You got to get working on that. But you, you sure, got, I will. You, you got a while and uh, a lot of games to see if uh, you actually have to come up with a design, but. We're going to move on into our next topic, and this one's kind of a fun one for me because it's one of those topics where it's it's completely hypothetical because is it going to happen? Maybe. Is it most likely going to happen? Probably not, but there is a story. The one I am reading is from Jason Parker of fansighted.com, and it says, plain and simple at the top, Brandon, I'll just read you the headline. NCAA rumors: Peyton Manning may want to coach for Tennessee. What do you think? Does Peyton go number eighteen, suit up those uh, gym shoes and that uh, track outfit, and go coach for the Volunteers?
0: You know, I don't. Uh, I don't really see that for him. I'll be honest with you. I don't see Peyton Manning going, and I don't see him really. Not that I don't think he couldn't do it, but I don't see him as the coach. I see him more as a front office guy somewhere. I just don't see him on the coaching side of things.
1: You're talking about in the NFL, front office in the NFL or front office in – I guess you can't say front office in college. No,
0: you can't. You can say AD. Yeah, but I but, don't think um, he's going to be the AD anywhere. No, I see him being more of a front office guy in the NFL. I, I, I to be honest, that, that's all in my opinion. That's where I see Peyton kind of going. Um, but I, I don't see him being the the head coach at uh, what at coach, Tennessee.
1: What would he even? He's the head coach, right? You don't tell Peyton Manning that. No, it was kind of like I was listening to the herd when they were talking about this last weekend. He even said he's like his co-host, uh, Kristen Leahy said, "Oh well, I could see him maybe being the quarterback coach." And Cowherd goes, "You ain't telling Peyton Manning to be the quarterback, hey, hey Peyton. While we run drills, go warm up the backup over here in the back of the end zone. You ain't telling Peyton that. No, you're just not.
0: No, that's that's just not going to happen.
1: He's gonna if he's gonna come and coach, he's gonna be
0: the head coach. He's gonna and, be the head coach."
1: I don't know. There's a part of me that looks at this and um to read a quote from this article that um was curated from Mike Freeman of Bleacher Report. It says, I keep hearing that Peyton Manning wants to coach his alma mater. Over and over I hear it from NFL people I trust. I don't know if it's accurate. So it's one of those things, is this just is this just him talking like talking out of his ass? Kind of like that one thing where it's like you're sitting there, you're like, oh, I could do this. I'm, I think I'm going to go do this. But do you ever go and do it? No, but you're like, I, I think I want to go do that. And that could be anything. It's just a, I'm just kind of speaking in a general sense. But I think it'd be kind of cool to see Peyton Manning as the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. Because I think... For me, and maybe it's because I'm a I'm not a Tennessee volunteer fan, but I think it would definitely create some some spark among the alma mater. It would bring people to games. Kind of in a sense, I know Lovey's not an alumni of Illinois, but you bring in a big name like Lovey Smith or Peyton Manning. Look at that. Boom, instant excitement around the team. The only thing I just don't understand, and this is where I think the hiccup would be, if this was actually serious, and I have yet to hear any kind of talk show for sports even bring this up, but I'm going to throw this question at you, Brandon. If Peyton is 100% serious, wants to be the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers, could Tennessee hire him from a moral standpoint after the stuff that came out this season from his book about the in what was it the a trainer at Tennessee when he was a player and about the touching his buttocks and could they morally say sure you'd be the head coach of the volunteers or would that be something to Stand in the way if he was a hundred percent serious.
0: I don't know. I, honestly, I I really don't know. I I feel like with some of the stuff that's gone on around the the volunteers and Peyton and what he may or may not have done, you know, thirty five years ago or you know however long it was. I I don't know. I think that. Tennessee, I don't know, I almost feel like Tennessee could see that as in in poor taste. You know, you have all this happen, (laughs) this girl comes out, all this stuff, and then boom, what do they do? They hire Peyton as their head coach. Personally, I I don't believe any of that that happened with Peyton. Um, But I'm just saying, it came came out. Other people would say uh, they do. But the fact is, what you just said, it's out there.
1: It's out it, there. It is out and I there, mean, and and
0: and I don't think that this is anything that's going to tarnish Peyton Manning's career at all. But you, but when you want to come, it's a little t- it's a little touchy. But you, when
1: if you want to come back to the place where it happened to coach, that's the thing that I feel like these two would be related. For. and another thing, I got this from. Um, Colin Cowherd said it on his radio show. He said, I just can't picture Peyton as the guy sitting in the sedan driving X amount of miles to visit with recruits each and every day because as you're a college football coach, you don't necessarily get that off season. You got to travel. You got to see recruits. You got to go to camps. You got to do this. You got to do that. Could you see Peyton being that guy getting in the sedan driving X amount of miles singing about Nationwide's on his side?
0: I could see him saying about Nationwide. I could and, totally see him doing that. And this that.
1: podcast is not brought to you by Nationwide, just to put that out there. Not yet, not yet. But do, is he seriously that guy to go out and actually recruit for a team, not just X and O's on the field? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I don't. I don't necessarily see it. I, I, to be honest with you, I see him more as X's and O's on the field. I don't. I don't see Peyton as being the guy going out there and recruiting recruiting guys. I see him as being, bring the recruits to me. I'll show them how to play football.
1: Man, maybe that's the thing you need. You need the guy not necessarily to go out there, just the guy to say, you want to play for Peyton Manning? Sure. Cool. We got you. He would be the guy to bring recruits in just on his name alone. Now what I'm saying, he'd bring in the number one draft class each and every year. Probably not. However, that could be a key coming in and the one thing I do want to mention cuz this is the first thing I thought about when I heard about this is Butch Jones ain't doing that bad. And I'm just going to say 5 and 7, 7 and 6, 9 and 4, that was his last seasons, last 3 seasons for the Volunteers, 2 and 6, 3 and 6, 5 and 3 respectively in the conference. So, I don't even know if this is a viable story because Butch Jones is doing well at Tennessee. Why would you kick him out?
0: Yeah, see, that just doesn't make sense to me. And like I said before, I just don't see Peyton Manning as being that guy. I see him more as a front office guy at the top, working with the you know, or, or in player development. Football operations, player development, something like that. Uh yeah, I just don't I, I don't see him uh, as doing you- some of the intricacies that coaching does bring.
1: Could you imagine he goes to the Tennessee Titans? as player development guy, and just develops Marcus Mariota into the next big thing. Oh, that would be something. And I I, I put the Tennessee-to-Tennessee connection out there, but that's one spot where they have one hell of a quarterback for him to develop.
0: They do. They they absolutely do have a quarterback out there for him to develop. But I'll be honest with you. Peyton is not going anywhere anytime fast, in my no, opinion. No, he's
1: going to enjoy some retirement. He's going to enjoy some
0: retirement. My gosh, he's earned it. But the that, only that's won why a I, Super
1: Bowl. I mean, there's nothing, nothing easy about that.
0: That's why, too. Now, thank you. Unfortunately, it was against the Bears. <laughs> but um, he
1: got two Super Bowls. Uh,
0: I think that right now Peyton is going to enjoy retirement, and I don't think he's going to rush into anything really fast. This is, this is what. The people in the media are good for speculation. That
1: Specul- is speculate, like to call
0: speculating. it, Speculating. And and I think that that is that's all they do. Especially right now, it's just speculation about it's the, it's the what, what, what 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 could happen. We have we have got a slow off season. It's the off season. We're Man, bored. We talk about something. what could we try and come up with I, here?
1: I'll be completely honest and. <laughs> This middle, this is kind of a inside, I'm pulling you guys inside the machine of the Primetime Podcast into the inner workings of how we tick. When I was trying to come up with a middle segment for today's show, I'm thinking, at first I'm like, oh, okay, I saw a video where Coach K could be thinking about retirement. We could be talking about that, like, what if Coach K retires? Who could Duke bring in when Coach K retires? And then I watched the video, and it's basically Andy Katz telling me why he's not going to retire anytime soon, which my first thought was, fuck off, Andy Katz. Don't name your video that unless you're going to tell me that he's thinking about retiring. I hate those. Don't you hate those articles that are like, Coach K retires? Oh, no, he's not going to retire anytime soon. Fuck you. So that's why we didn't talk about Coach K retiring, and I'm like, well, bring on Peyton Manning. Let's talk about him maybe coaching for the Tennessee Volunteers. But we're going to go on into our last segment. Brandon can barely hold in. He's laughing He's laughing a storm. He's trying not to laugh in the mic, guys. But you like that when I told Andy Katz to go yeah, fuck himself? Yeah, man, you,
0: you and Andy Katz right now, you are not his yeah. biggest fan.
1: Well, it, it probably wasn't Andy Katz's fault, but he's the guy <laughs> who was in the video, and it was – his video so that's why i'm just gonna put the blame on him right now i'm sorry andy if you had nothing to do with that the penguins at espn probably made you do it but we're gonna go into our last segment The penguins the penguins that's the guy that we those are the ones that wear the suits that uh don't watch the late night guys so they can get away with the crazy stuff that's why svp can do what he does <laughs> and the penguins at espn they wear the uh nice fancy armani suits with the uh the old cigars that uh we'll never know the kind of cigars that they're smoking brand. New.
0: Are they are they smoking them in the They've got like the ro- in the uh in the Levy Lounge?
1: Yeah, the the Levy Lounge or uh I think it's the bistro now. The something bistro where they bring in um Barry Melrose. Barry Melrose. I think it's Barry's Bistro is what it's Bar- called.
0: Barry's bistro. Barry, Barry Melrose, by the way, we wear, wears sometimes outrageously long suit coats. Does he? Have you ever seen it?
1: I have, I don't think I can think of the suit coat off the top of my head.
0: It was big. It was <laughs> he was flowing in it.
1: Brandon's like, man, I, I, lo- I love those suit coats. But we're going to move into our last segment. It might be the shortest of the podcast because we all know how Brandon loves these segments way early in May and June. But I saw this article on The Mothership where they basically said college football roundtable, sleeper playoff contenders. And they took a team from each division— and, well, each conference, I should say, Power Five, that is. We're not talking Houston. We talked about them earlier. And they said, okay, here's a sleeper for this conference. Here's a sleeper for this conference. So what I thought, Brandon, is we will do the same thing. We're going to go through each of the Power Fives, and both me and you are going to give a sleeper and give a little bit about it. Why do we think they're going to be the sleeper? And we'll start at the top. The ACC. The favorite is Clemson, but Brandon, who's the team that could knock Clemson off and be that sleeper in the Atlantic Coast Conference?
0: Well, you know, I I, I can't go with, with uh, North Carolina as a sleeper.
1: I don't think you can. They only you, won the Coastal last you, year. You,
0: you certainly can't go with them as a sleeper. But a team, and I and I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Houston, is the fact that they didn't do too bad last year Mm -hmm. at Louisville. And I I think that Louisville is a team that actually has been moving itself up the ranks. Uh, College basketball has always been Louisville's forte.
1: They don't got Teddy Two Gloves, though, anymore. It's playing for my Vikings now. Teddy Two Gloves.
0: That's nice. Didn't know that's what they called him. <laughs> you didn't know that there was Bridgewater's
1: nickname, Teddy Two Gloves?
0: Teddy Two Gloves? I thought that <laughs> that's just some stupid-ass nickname that you just gave him or, right now.
1: Or, this is one that I heard on the SNL, uh, or not SNL, um, Sunday Night Football, that one of the fans said, Teddy Bridge, under tr- or Over Trouble Waters. Get it? Bridgewater, Over yeah, Trouble yeah, Waters? Yeah, no, I
0: freaking get it. Um, <laughs> so... Louisville, though they do play Florida State, Clemson, and Houston, you know it's it's really uh, not easy at all. But uh, I I think that when you when you think of a sleeper, Mm -hmm. uh, that would certainly be one.
1: Okay, I'm gonna come up with I'm gonna actually have two because I here's what I thought in my head. Okay, I'm like okay, I've got these two teams. I'm like in my head, Brandon's probably gonna say the one I'm thinking at first because usually me and you are on the same page with these where you usually say yours, and I go, God damn it, I was going to say them. So I'm just going to say them both. And they both are a sleeper for the exact same reason. The first one, Virginia Tech Hokies. Reason why I'm saying the Hokies, bringing in their new coach, Coach Fuentes, from Memphis, can right the ship, can possibly get them to the college football playoff. The big games for them not only the ones in their coastal, but they got Tennessee Week 2. They play at Notre Dame on the 19th of November. That game, a two thirty start on NBC, in case you're wondering, Central Folk people. My other team, and this is the one out of the two, if I had to pick which one, I'm going with this team. Going with the U, Mark Ricks, Miami Hurricanes. The reason being... Is Mark Rick, I think, is going to have a little chip on his shoulder that, you know what, I was a good coach, I got a bad rap in Georgia, I'm going to prove it here, and he's got one hell of a quarterback in Brad Kayah, who is probably going to be the second-best quarterback prospect when we're all done this season. it's Next year's draft is going to be, who should be the first quarterback off the board, Brad Kayah or Deshaun Watson? Two ACC guys, if you notice that. Two ACC guys are going to be the ones we're talking about next draft. They're the ones, though, that are my real sleepers just because the schedule is easier. They have a Notre Dame on their schedule, too. However, they don't have a Tennessee. They've got an easier non-conference schedule to go with that ACC schedule. So I think they're going to be 3-0, maybe 4-0 to start the season because they got Georgia Tech in that 4-0. And then, boom, right from there, what are you going to do in the conference, think Mark Rick can get these get these kids playing well to where they could win a ACC if Clemson slips up and be a sleeper. How about the Big Twelve though? The Big Twelve. We we all know who I'm going to pick as my sleeper, so I'm just going to let you go first again.
0: Yeah. Well, I know who you're going to pick as a sleeper. I'm picking the same one. Um, I think I think I know who you're picking, uh, but they can't do any worse than what they did last year, so you got to go with the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, you got to go
1: with the Texas Longhorns, baby. <laughs> you you that, have that's to. That's exactly I mean, who I was going to pick.
0: Because, but Texas is really kind of like the cop-out pick because, wow, were they ever bullshit last year. No, I, I think um,
1: TCU's the cop-out pick because TCU's kind of good, and but they're, they're usually they, consistently good. But see,
0: that's the thing. They are good. They're not even a pick. Yeah, no, you know? no. Like, they they, they can't me, be. Th-
1: to me, that makes... Texas more viable as a sleeper pick because to me, a sleeper pick is a team that could they do it, could they not do it? They're probably not going to do it, but they could. That's why Texas no, is know. like, that's a real sleeper. Well, but
0: the thing is, is that, you know, I, I really feel, okay, so Kansas went 0-12 last year, but yeah, I really... Yeah, Kansas is but in a coma. I, but, but, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I They're not going anywhere near the playoffs. But I, but I really, I really think, I really think that and feel like Texas went 0 12 last year. Like they were, they played they that. They were still bad. They, they played that poorly. When you have people on the sidelines texting that they're <laughs> going to transfer, that's bad, man. That's uh, bad. But yeah, Texas.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the reason why Texas you think was so bad, we'll say lose the Notre Dame 38 to 3. Um. then they lose to Cal. Kansas is
0: in a coma. They are. I, they I, they that's won a, a game. line of the show. <laughs> Kansas is in a coma.
1: Hashtag Kansas. Hashtag coma Kansas or Kansas. Kansas coma. I like that better. That's the hashtag for our show. Like on a graphic conversation, me and Mark, when we used to do them, we used to have a hashtag of the show. The hashtag for this primetime podcast is hashtag Kansas coma. So, just so we know, you listen to the primetime podcast. Tweet at us, hashtag Kansas Coma. But yeah, to me, Texas is the sleeper because I mean, some people are saying TCU, but to me, that's the cop out pick because TCU is consistently good. Is TCU probably going to make it?
0: Home? I mean, are they are probably. people? Are people worried that Dotson's not there anymore? So, oh my gosh, you are not going to be good, but they'll, guess, they'll be a sleeper but, instead. But gear- I that, Gary
1: Patterson knows how to bring people in. Like He had the Red Rocket, and they did fine without the Red Rocket there. But, no, to me, Texas is going to be the sleeper to watch in the Big 12. And the reason being is the Red River shootout is going to be the game to watch. They're going to come to play against Boomer Sooner. Will Boomer Sooner probably win? Right now I would give them the nod as the winner. However, Texas could upset them. In that game. Let's move on though. The Big Ten Conference. And uh, it's gonna pain me to say this, but I'm gonna say this just to say this, and don't get mad at me, Brandon. Lovey Smith, college football playoff his first year in the league.
0: All right. Well, Ricky's gonna have to lay off his happy pills. Lovey Smith, a bit.
1: college football playoff first year in the league.
0: See, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to the to the other side, the, to, the to, Big Ten beast, as the, I call them. Yes, to the east. The and, beast. And I'm going to say Indiana. I'm really? Gonna say, I'm going to say Indiana. You know, I thought that um, they had they showed flashes. Is, last Mich- year. is
1: Michigan the same as like what I said about TCU? Are they the cop out?
0: Yeah, Michigan's good. Okay, good. So like good. Michigan
1: State, Ohio State, and Michigan, you
0: can't pick. You cannot pick. Okay. And I and I I actually have two teams here. I'd say Indiana, and now that Penn State no longer has Christian. You know, terrible all the all over the place, Berg. Um, you mean Christian Jet? Because he's a jet. Yeah, I don't. I that move doesn't make sense either. But Penn State, I, I could see as a possible uh, sleeper. You know, Penn State and Indiana are two two teams sleepers. They'll probably end up being at the very bottom of the uh, division, and I'll look like an idiot. But you know, really, what's new with these things? Because I never seem to pick anything right with the way too <laughs> early bowl crap so uh it's,
1: it's okay yeah. i mean
0: and ricky forces me to do these in folks. my
1: in my way it's like what i say in my way too early mock draft last year sixth overall to the jets who did i have i had cardell jones how did that turn out had him go to the right division just had him two rounds or what was it of a, a couple rounds sooner and to the wrong team i i, I was thinking rex ryan that's why i said Jets for my way too early, but yeah my sleeper is Illinois, only because the East is packed it's probably going to be one of those top three that go the West is going to be a coin flip I don't think Iowa wins it again Wisconsin's a question mark for me, Northwestern could probably win the West, but this is Illinois' time, new head coach great head coach, in Lovey Smith, I know it kind of pains me to say that because he was a Chicago Bear, and uh, I'm a Vikings fan, but very proud and excited for my Illini this season. How about the Pac-12? Who's your sleeper? The, the
0: Pac-12. Who, gonna, is, who is my sleeper from the Pac-12? I, I'm going to give,
1: you know? give you mine first give you time to think. I'm going to say Washington. And the reason why I bring up Washington is I saw an article today that basically said, should Washington worry about a hype jinx? I don't think it's going to happen. I think... That I think that this team is going to be good this season. They could possibly run the table because I'll tell you what, Oregon is on a decline to me. Stanford, they're my favorite right now. Oregon's on a decline. Callan, Washington State are, eh, Oregon State's also in a coma, but they're doing they're in a better state than hashtag Kansas coma. I'm gonna go with Washington. As my sleeper in the Pac-12.
0: Well, how about this? doesn't make sense, and it shouldn't be a sleeper pick. Colorado. No, You're going
1: to say USC, or UCLA, aren't you? I was going to say USC.
0: Yeah. I, USC say, I was going to say won. USC. They won the they, division last year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They've had so many problems.
1: And they have Clay They've Helton so taken over. They've had so
0: many problems. They have a new head coach. They really didn't play all that well last year. Let's be honest; the division's okay. not hard. Okay. But I'm going to say USC, that not only could they win the division this year again, but they okay. run away with it this year and they go somewhere. Okay. How about that?
1: Okay, May- maybe but college. So you're saying college football playoff Trojans? I
0: didn't that's, say that. that's what you're saying. Use you, you
1: hashtag Brandon Trojan playoff. And we're going to go now to the last Power 5 conference. Brandon, this is your conference. The floor is yours. Who is the sleeper team right now in the SEC to make the college football playoff? Who's going to beat and overcome the great champ that Garrett Cole thinks isn't that good in Alabama?
0: Um, Well, I don't have that team, but I have a team that could be pretty good, and I'm going to say Arkansas. Oh,
1: you son of a bitch.
0: You son of a bitch. <laughs> that is exi- I'm like, I'm going to pick Arkansas.
1: I don't think Brandon's going to pick them. Oh, you son of a bitch. I thought you were going to go with Georgia. No. So I'm going to go with Georgia. But All right. why, why Arkansas, you uh, oh. I,
0: Well, I say Arkansas because did you see the way that they played towards the end of yes, the season last year? Yes, I did. That's year. why I was going to yes, pick that. And so did everybody else. So I think that... Arkansas really is a team. The last couple of years, you know, they've been put down behind the Ole Misses, the LSU's, the A and M's. A and M, we've talked about them. They could have their issues. Ole Miss, they could have their issues. LSU, they'll still be good. Alabama is the best, and Arkansas is a team up and coming. Eight and five this past year. Five and three within the conference. This is a team. On the rise, watch out for Arkansas this year.
1: I kind of want to say two. I kind of. I'm going to say Georgia just because Kirby, I think Kirby Smart is going to do a similar thing at a Power 5 school that Herman did at Houston. And that's bring them to exactly the kind of solid football team they need to be. However, I'm also going to throw out Tennessee because Tennessee to me yeah, 9-4, and 5-3 and three in the conference last year, but they're a team that, and with the SEC, I feel like you can pick some of these higher teams only because you can get to the point of not just Sleeper to win their side of the division, but Tennessee, Georgia. Could you imagine a, a year this year where Georgia wins the East, plays Alabama in the SEC title game, and Kirby Smart beats the, the Mentor? Of Nick Saban and Georgia just trumps Alabama. That's how you can get. That's why the SEC. I'm taking two teams that you're like Ricky. They're ten and three and nine and four. This isn't really sleepers. Well, yeah, they are. When you look at the team that they possibly have to go through just to get to a playoff game.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I, I think that that's that's an interesting take on it. Uh, but it's it's. Definitely something that could happen. I, I I think that you know by by choosing Tennessee, we saw what Tennessee could do last year. Mm-hmm. They had some flashes, but those were quickly faded, and it faded to nothing.
1: I got one last question for you before we wrap up this podcast. You ready? Yeah. If you had to tell me right now, if you had to make the pick of for sure, this team is making the college football playoff all the way in May, which team are you picking, Houston or Notre Dame? If you had to put all your money on that team to make the college football playoff May 16th, 2016, Houston or Notre Dame, probably the two best non-Power 5 teams we're going to see, well, outside of the Power 5 conference. I say Notre Dame because they're not in a conference. I hit you with a tough one, didn't I? You did. I hit you with a real tough one. i put my money on Houston, but that's just me. The goal, the Golden Domers, that's that's, that's who you want to pick because you're a Notre Dame fan. But you can't go against Houston.
0: I think I'm going to go Houston. They have a very, very tough schedule, I think, uh, especially when you have Oklahoma in there. Um And and knowing that they really can't lose any games. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't. I I I will still go with Houston. Yeah, I'll go with them. I'll go with them because, let's be honest, it really doesn't matter.
1: You want to know something funny to end the uh, podcast? Certainly. Notre Dame released its uh, federal tax return earlier today on Monday. And once again, the school paid former coach, Charlie Weiss, more than current coach Brian Kelly, but that's going to do it for the primetime podcast this week. Remember, tell me down below in the comment section, whether you're listening on SoundCloud or YouTube, let me know what the best things in the world that Garrett Cole doesn't think is the best. Cause apparently he just thinks that these great things like the Beatles and Alabama and the Cubs aren't really the best that we have. So let me know down below. Like I said earlier at the beginning of the podcast, I will take the best ones from the comment section and I will record a video with those comments and I will read them to everyone. So have a chance to have your comment featured in an MVP video by letting me know down below Garrett Cole doesn't think that blank is the best when it really is the best. You can go ahead and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Brandon is at young underscore swan 19 you can also check us out at Most Valuable Pod on Twitter and on Snapchat. Patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. If you want to give us a little bit extra support on top of liking and subscribing and reposting and liking the video on SoundCloud and YouTube, I want to thank our sponsor for this podcast, ShoeWin.com. Go click that link down below to get your special invite to ShoeWin.com. And I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We will see you next week. But as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.
1: With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.